yeah time to record a regular length episode i'm um excited for exactly one hour of content to come out of this yeah yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know what happened last week and i we might never know I, who knows might never know yeah let's start talking about this this sorry welcome to the podcast this is podcast with local acronym mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about an episode of phineas and Ferb. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna do the whole thing in like a slight whisper this is an <laughs> asmr to keep doing bubble, this bit but i can't bubble boys is a really funny asmr sound <laughs> welcome to bubble boys bubble asmr boys. bubble boys bubble boys um their fans would be called bubble babies <laughs> there would be a lot of just blowing bubbles directly onto the mic okay <laughs> uh, sorry about that everyone uh this episode is called bubble boys shout out to one line bubbles. from Just Seinfeld. Kidding. Yeah, shout out to oh. Bubbles. Okay, it was on some VHS tape that we had. Had oh. a commercial on it for like a disc box set of Seinfeld. Okay. So before I knew what Seinfeld was, and before my brain was fully developed, I had memorized this preview for Seinfeld. Uh, and one of the things, there's a Bubble Boy episode of Seinfeld. Uh, and one of the lines in the commercial is like he lives in a bubble boy <laughs> like that's it's just like whatever i don't know the point that's is funny. that that's what you think that's thinking. immediately what came to mind that's the shout out that's the shout out to uh yeah yeah that that's fair preview as someone who like. works with bubbles a lot in my career uh, <laughs> an occupational <just> <laughs> hazard yeah bubbles. let me tell you i i understand the joy that children get from them. <laughs> I get it. I yeah. do. I also heard that they keep mosquitoes away. If anyone seen that. needs to know that. But also, let me tell you, babies do not know the difference between bubble juice and water. And yeah, no. They'll really try to take advantage of that. They so. will chug a Just bottle of bubbles. Really look out. <laughs> anyway. Listen. Kids are idiots. Uh, yeah, I think we've established no that pretty well as the thesis of this show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, this show's about bubbles. It's gonna feature one one bubble at least. We opened with Phidias just waxing poetic about bubbles. Uh, yeah, he's like blowing bubbles. He has a lot of opinions that he seems to think are relatable, but are actually insane. they're not. His first line of the show is, they're just in the backyard. They're blowing bubbles. I guess yeah. that's all they were going to do that day. That's That was the activity. That was the whole plan. And he goes, I don't know about you, Fur, but I think bubbles have a great sense of humor. And I was like, yeah, you're the only person in the world who's ever thought that, but okay. Absolutely. He goes, that's- look what this bubble's doing to my face. <laughs> Which, to be fair, uh, the front view of Phineas's face is already <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sure how much the bubble is changing it, really. Your Honestly, face is a shape just that mathematicians like that. haven't figured out yet. Um, <laughs> so that could be part of this. Also, 
you can't see your face in bubbles no you can't listen <laughs> bubbles are probably real. hard to animate especially you're right in like 2d animation absolutely but most of them are transparent you're correct i did actually read that uh listen this means nothing to me it might mean more <laughs> to you and other people but this episode was the first episode to use adobe flash animation oh that's uh, kind of interesting that was the only information about that that's so, the only like, fun i don't fact. really know i just mean that was like I don't know anything about animations. Like, I don't know what they were doing before. I don't know if they kept doing that. But I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, they had to stop eventually because Flash is dead now. That's true. They're using something else now. But yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about that. But yep. But yeah, Bubbles. Shout out to all our Flash heads anime. out there. Um. Anyway. Phineas <laughs> <laughs> goes, you make me laugh out loud, Bubble. What is what's going on I, I don't know we don't know fur blows a bubble to look at his reflection and then his reflection turns into balji in sort of a lynchian horror moment yeah also not how bubbles scary. work it's yeah balji goes what are you guys doing and he's like we're blowing bubbles and relaxing and honestly i do wish that was me yeah I, if i could answer the question i'm blowing bubbles and relaxing i've peaked as a, yeah that's that's my dream that's it that's yeah. how i want to answer the phone Baljeet goes, I remember being relaxed. I was like, once again, Baljeet desperately needs an intervention. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is a cry for help, this whole episode. Absolutely. I don't know also, why we're having, like, a run of episodes that are just about Baljeet, but he is, I don't know if he's growing as a person. We're learning more about him. We are. Um, We're also learning that he needs new friends, and yeah. his friends suck. They're not giving great advice um and they're not picking up on the clear signals that Baljeet is experiencing some sort of crisis they also like don't respect him at all that's yeah, true yeah this these two especially are uh, pretty rough yeah <laughs> uh yeah okay. a, lot of, a lot of sick burns it's not just Baljeet though no one really escapes uh free of of yeah. burns in this in these two episodes i don't sure. know why everyone is just uh real... just Roasting. Roll witty. Uh, anyway, Baljeet's like, look at this. And Phineas is like, that looks like a color-coded schedule. And he goes, that's because it is. <laughs> Which, okay, like, have you ever met? So yeah, Baljeet has a color-coded schedule. He's really excited. He's planned out every single second of his day. Again, upsetting. Um, Baljeet is, he's, he's really, you know, he's excited about this schedule. Buford is also there and he goes, hey, is it time for me yet? Because he is a bully, but he does respect his victim's color-coded schedule. Also, okay, Baljeet I, apparently yeah. <laughs> scheduled get bullied on his calendar. <laughs> Listen, it's a mutual relationship and they have respect for one another. And that's more than I can say for a lot of relationships in this show. <laughs> I guess so. But like adding get bullied to a daily <laughs> calendar for yourself is the funniest thing you could possibly do <laughs> that's also true. i'm gonna be putting that on my google calendar just like in place of <laughs> fag it's just gonna be like get, get bullied, bullied. <laughs> and that's then funny. after that's gonna be like regret decisions um <laughs> that's most of my calendar to be i was like that's a reminder i have every day yeah wake up regret choices lay down regret choices regret choices yep um, Phineas and Ferber are like, well, do you want to help out with this bubble thing? Um, or do you want to blow bubbles with us, I guess? And Belgi is like, maybe. And Buford is like, yes, I love bubbles. I want to be involved in all bubble projects. 
And he's like, what if we made a giant bubble and then we could soar and float around like a little woodland pixie? Fun. Uh, okay, Phineas that for some does reason. Sound fun. It does sound fun. Phineas for some reason goes, that actually sounds fun, minus the pixie part. I was like, what do you yeah. have against pixies? I was like, why? Dude, if I could trade my life, maybe it's just because he doesn't have any problems, but if I could be a woodland pixie, I would instantly choose to be. Yeah, obviously. If yeah. I could be anything that lives in the woods, if you were like, yeah. push this button, you'll become an earthworm, I would be like, fine. Yes. Earthworms don't have jobs. Sounds great. Yeah, immediately. Phineas <laughs> goes, there's no better way to see Danville than from inside a huge bubble. And I was like, first of all, wrong. You could see it from yeah. an aerial area rug. But fine. <laughs> Giant bubble is a close second. <laughs> they, they invite Paljeet. Yeah. They're like, do you want in on this? And he's like, oh, I don't even know if I can answer your question. I got to move my poker recital. And I was like, poker, poker recital? Okay. I want to know about Baljeet's Pogo recital because it's never mentioned before or after this episode. It's a true. recital implies that he has been practicing polka for months. Yeah, and that he's like part of an organization. And I also was yeah. like, polka is not an instrument, it's a genre. Like, what are you playing okay. in the polka? Are you dancing the polka? I. In the recital? Also had that question later, Buford mentions about hearing it and yeah. so i was like so you must play an playing instrument. an instrument but what instrument i want probably i did whatever think that as well it's like i could probably figure it out i could just watch you guys make the bubble and then i could go back to my schedule which and they're like okay fair compromise i he's yeah he's making room for you making know, time sort of sort of fun things uh perry's disappeared they're like where's perry yeah perry gets into an elevator which i have more questions about later oh so many <laughs> the door to his elevator is in the side of the flynn fletcher's house he gets yeah. in pinky's already in the elevator pinky the chihuahua you'll yeah. recall from him trying to eat canvas can candace <laughs> isabel's dog pinky the chihuahua is already in yep. there they like do a fun little professional nod to each other it's cute pinky gets out on his pink lair floor Mm -hmm. Perry walks into his lair, <laughs> another stop on the elevator away, uh, and all the lights yeah. are off, and we just hear Monogram go, shh, quiet, Carl, he's coming, and then the lights go on, and a bunch of balloons fall, and they're like, surprise, happy birthday, and Perry is just sitting in the middle of all these balloons, looking absolutely furious, and it is yeah. so funny, <laughs> I'm making it the background on my desktop, <laughs> it, was just, it was just perfect. Uh, so Monogram is like, oh, it's not your birthday, is it? Uh, and Perry just keeps staring at them because he's a platypus and he doesn't talk. And Monogram goes, are we close? <laughs> and uh. Carl is like, I told you. <laughs> and Monogram's like, put a sock in it, Carl. And I was like, <laughs> are you keeping it? You have an HR department. Like, yeah, I assume Perry filled what? out a W-2 when he started working for you. Yeah. Do you have no records whatsoever of your agent's names or faces or birthdays? Clearly not. We know that from the rabbit episode. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Monogram is like, I was too busy planning your party, so I don't know what Doofenshmirtz is up to, but go harass him anyway. And I was like, were you guys just going to blow off Fighting Doof today to have this birthday party? Like, what was the plan well... if it was his birthday? Also, by planning a party, does he just mean inflating a hundred balloons? Like, I get 
that would take time. But planning a party, you didn't okay, plan but also, anything. like, he didn't do that. Carl blew up all those balloons. True. Major Monogram did just nothing. Been playing with that little cha-cha thing. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Um, Monogram was sitting there eating an entire birthday cake. Um, Linda, <laughs> Linda and Candace are in the car. Linda's teaching Candace how to drive, supposedly. Yeah. Candace is, like, really, really nervous about it. I guess I don't yeah. remember if that's like a continuity thing from before. She goes, I'm uh, easing my way into the driver's seat. She's sitting in the passenger seat. She's like, I yeah. start with what's familiar and then slide into the new. <laughs> and Linda's like, hurry up. I have groceries to buy. Yeah. Candace is like really scared. And Linda is like, we were already great at parallel parking. And Candace is like, well, that was in the backyard. And Linda asks zero follow-up questions about why she was driving a car in the backyard. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah but linda's like all right let's let's get it together let's get this show on the road then we got to do fishmart's evil incorporated um perry walks in looking extra angry because he's had a rough morning which is fair uh yeah Doofenshmirtz is like hi perry uh i did get the invite to your birthday party but i couldn't yeah go since it was most likely a trap yeah first of all Bold of him to assume that Alka has the wherewithal to even consider trapping him. Right? He's overestimating them yeah. by a lot. Also, by a lot. absolutely insane that Major Monogram sent Doofenshmirtz an e-card inviting yeah. him to Perry the Platypus's birthday party. Yeah. Their relationship <laughs> is so interesting to me. Just, yeah. What a fascinating I... dynamic right and then doof isn't even phased by it he's just like yeah obviously yeah, i'm like, always sorry. invited to Couldn't your birthday come. party which yeah. like again if this party had happened like would they all just be would they let him in to alka headquarters to be like yes come in have some punch we're all enjoying we're celebrating perry <laughs> yeah. the platypus we've set our differences aside for him also if i was perry i would be like yeah it's my birthday <laughs> I guess maybe he has more integrity than me. But, like, if I walked into work and True. they were like, happy birthday, I'd be like, it is my birthday. Thank you. Partly because I would never contradict anyone ever. Uh, That's true. Also because I want yeah. cake. I would rather have a birthday party, yeah. <laughs> right, than do any work. Yeah. Uh, Doofenshmirtz did get him a card. Uh, the card is a I trap, know. which, you know. But it it's, it looks like it, he put some effort he, into it still. Right? It says to yeah. Perry on the envelope, which is nice. Yeah. Anyway, the card, like, springs open and, like, wraps Perry up in streamers. Nice of Doofenshmirtz to make a little themed trap. That, that was fun. Right? It's cute. Anyway, <laughs> Doofenshmirtz transitions right into telling Perry that he's figured out why his schemes always fail. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, it's because I'm completely and totally unlikable. No, really. It's <laughs> 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 like... First off, being completely and totally unlikable is the same reason that my schemes fail also. So, <laughs> relatable content. But yeah, then he launches into, he makes a leap that I truly cannot follow. But he Me says either. that he's like, what are the two most popular things on this planet? Country music and Western music. Which isn't uh, true, but also like, I don't know, the plot has to happen. Okay, so like, also, sorry, I just want to mention that I did not even know there was a difference between country music and western I mean, music. I mean, I think that's I'm... the point. Yeah. Anyway, he's like, I'm combining them to make country and western music, a thing that's never been done before. <laughs> yeah. 
funny uh perry is not on board clearly he's still very angry the musical cues however are on board because yeah uh immediately a harmonica (laughs) replaces whatever other music cues were happening in the show which is fun (laughs) meanwhile phineas and ferb are building their bubble just in a public park for reasons that they choose not to reveal to us um Phineas goes, great bubble design, Ferb, and Ferb holds up a blueprint of a bubble. <laughs> it's just a circle. Just a circle. <laughs> uh, we love a visual gag. The bubble blueprint. Oh, he's so good. Phineas is also like, now all we need is the missing ingredient. Cue Isabella, yeah. who was definitely crouched in the bushes waiting for the <laughs> opportune moment to insert herself into this situation. Absolutely. Fulgy? <laughs> Wait, okay, yeah. So Isabella comes in and she goes, what she has to do? And she says, you guys. She doesn't do her normal what she doing. Yeah. You guys is an inclusive term that includes all the guys who are there. Yeah. Balji, interpreting this in that way, starts answering. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just working on my schedule. And Phineas interrupts him. Yeah. And is like, we're making a giant bubble and we need a special kind of sap. And Balji is so annoyed by this yeah. he's like uh yeah no one ever asked what Baljeet what he is doing and i was like dude just leave go home i know find better friends go to your poco recital and be yeah. friends with your poco people right why are you here this is disrespectful <sighs> also phineas is like weirdly dismissive of isabella's offer of help like she's like oh we could definitely like we could probably can we help you like find yeah get this sap or whatever and Phineas is like well if you guys want to help out you could go get this sap of the maraca nut tree and I was like how were you gonna get that if Isabella didn't offer it to you right like she's not (laughs) stop acting like you're doing her a favor by being like oh yeah sure do you guys need something to do I'd love to give you a little task freaking fight yeah anyway Isabella's like yeah we could definitely do that and they leave back at two fish words this is Doofenshmirtz's. Doofs. 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 Heinz's. He's still monologuing. Uh, He goes, I know what you're thinking, but Doof, you have a terrible singing voice. Incredible coming from a man who does at least one musical number per scheme. I know. He's clearly just in it for the joy of performing. He he knows that he doesn't sound good. Anyway, he's like, not to worry. I have a 10-gallon hat that makes me good at yodeling. Yeah. It's called like the yodelinator or something. It has the word yodel in it. And I was like, I guess by extension, that also makes him good at singing. I don't know why it's yodel specific. Yodeling, I think, is separate from country and Western music. I was also thinking that. I was like, I think that's a different thing. But whatever. Um, Anyway. The top of the hat opens up and there's just like a little car engine in there, which I thought was funny. He yeah, goes, yeah. Uh, with this, I'm going to be super popular. My first gig is in an hour. And I was like, how did you book a gig? Yeah. He picks up Perry and tucks him under his arm like a football. It's <laughs> kind of funny. It's like, we're going to go hand out flyers. <laughs> the flyers are just a picture of Doofenshmirtz in his Western outfit with the words country and Western live, which is not enough information <laughs> to have on a flyer. Oh my like, you need what, when, where, why, more. how on a flyer you need yeah. at least four of those doesn't matter right uh linda's still teaching candace to drive and it's going badly um yeah candace is sitting at like a stoplight in front of a giant semi who's honking at her pretty aggressively which honestly would be terrifying i also yeah would i would be so scared but candace is like visibly shaking 
and she like tries to start going but then she sees Phineas and Ferb in the park and she's like look mom it's Phineas and Ferb and a bus pulls up right at that second they do this gag that they've done a few times before but a bus pulls up with like these two it's has like an ad on the side of it for a movie I guess starring like a troll vampire and also an alien that looks like an accountant with Ebola but only has one (laughs) eye I was like what is this movie about yeah there's not a title for the movie it just says like coming soon or whatever and i was like i need more details there's too many things happening whatever the point is that it's like two troll alien vampire guys right Melinda looks over and she's like candace i don't find that funny which i was like (laughs) i don't know why it's objectively hilarious i know it's so funny i i did find it i would laugh so hard right candace is like no they're in the park and she immediately takes off into oncoming traffic she is swerving back and forth yeah this is the beginning of um just a theme throughout both of these episodes of the commuters of danville having just the worst possible day i guess maybe driving in danville is always a straight up nightmare but the number of significant road hazards in addition to like the terrible city planning which we've previously discussed right the yeah the people on the roads of danville um have a lot to contend with yes so phineas and ferb are back at the park we're we're back at the park with them they've stayed at the park uh Phineas is like perfect we just need the final ingredient and Isabella shows up right at that second with a beaker full of sap (laughs) which I was like wouldn't it be funny if they needed like way more than that (laughs) it was like no we need like six gallons of sap Um, she's like I have four tablespoons anyway Phineas is like thanks and snatches it out of her hand no follow-up questions and just walks away woof uh ferb turns on the machine and then goes over to where everyone's like standing together in a little huddle and as the bubble like gets pooped out of the machine uh it's like enveloping phineas while he's explaining that because the sap isn't fully congealed they can pass through the semi-permeable membrane with ease and i was like yeah okay sounds Uh, it's listen it's more scientific than his x-ray glasses (laughs) the bar is on the floor you're not wrong uh isabella goes girls i think we just got our passing through a semi-permeable membrane patches which i was like how what in what circumstances are you getting those patches okay we learn about a lot of patches and every one of them is the most questionable patch i've ever heard of it's true the bubble immediately like once it has enveloped all of them starts like floating up and away which you know we don't really have time to discuss all the problems with the physicality of this bubble but it's a we sure don't floating away yeah uh Linda and Candace pull up to the park and Candace is like see they're right there but they've they've floated away Linda is so tired of this she's like yeah furious she's like maybe I should get tired of asking this but what am I looking at and I was like okay Linda tone um Candace sees them floating away and she's like, hold on to something, mom, because they're she's gonna chase them <laughs> down. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in the bubble, Baljeet is still working on his schedule and he's like, Well, this has been yeah. fun, but I'm gonna go. And then he goes, Oh wait, you're already airborne, and I am already still with you. <laughs> and he <laughs> starts having a full panic attack and he's like, I'm gonna no. miss my Boca recital. Uh, and Buford goes, I've heard you. It's a small loss. Which I was like, why is everyone being so mean to everyone else in this episode? Like, I know. It's just, 
Also, mm. a recital is kind of important. I know. Like, he so worked mean. hard on his polka. He practiced. He has one hobby, and you guys are and crushing just... his spirit. Ugh, uh, Candace is on the ground one second away from vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. She's really careening through downtown Danville. I... Okay, I have a note that's like, listen... I'm not pro-police, but where are they? <laughs> someone needs to stop her. Where? 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 <laughs> where? Linda's like, you're literally going to kill us. And Candace is like, not now, Mom. I have to get this car into the sky. Yeah. Concerning. Uh, so Buford, scary. or Baljeet up in the bubble is like, how long are we going to be up here? Like, what should I plan for? And Phineas fully laying down on the floor <sighs> of the bubble is like, a while. <laughs> And Belshi yeah. goes, how do you steer this thing? Good question. Yeah. Phineas goes, we're at the mercy of the breeze. <laughs> Infuriating. I would punch Phineas in the face. I I if I was Belshi, I would maul Phineas. Right? They're also, okay, so like they're floating around in this bubble, which I just want to talk about for a second. Like, yeah. I know that yeah. they're all children, but even as a 10-year-old, if someone yeah. was like, they're, they're up so high, like they're yeah. 10,000 feet in the air yeah and i was like if i was that high in a <clears throat> bubble that two yeah. 10 year olds made i also would be freaking out pretty hard yeah. i would have questions like how long does this bubble last and you know what happens if it pops what happens yeah if this bubble pops how like you're destructible in, is like it? federal airspace <laughs> that too i'm pretty sure that a 747 is gonna make it through the semi-permeable membrane and kill you yeah <laughs> yeah there are just so many things that could go wrong. Like, I yeah. sometimes get a little nervous being in, like, a man-made Ferris wheel that goes up that high. Absolutely. Also, like, you guys are going to run out of oxygen. Yeah. You guys are all um, getting carbon dioxide poisoning. What if right you now. starve to death? Like, I yeah, just, you're just I at don't... the mercy of the winds. What if you land what? in New Jersey? Like, yeah. What? What if it what carries if you out to sea and then to drops the you in the ocean? <laughs> I just... They thought uh, through exactly zero things. Yeah. Whatever, it works out for them because... Kinda. <laughs> the universe is determined that Phineas and Ferb can have whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> you know that part in Community where... Uh, <laughs> the episode where Jeff, like has a fake conspiracy theory class to get fake credit but then like the professor <laughs> yeah. actually shows up and annie is like how did that happen and he's like my current theory i'm a god yeah <laughs> that's that's exactly that's what famous and firm are like in uh, every episode absolutely um anyway they hit a downdraft and they almost die like four times in a row yeah they go through an overpass uh, they almost hit some power lines, and every time that they're about to hit something, the fireside girls are like, lean! And they all lean to the side and, like, steer it that way, and I was like, I don't yeah. feel like that would work, but okay. I don't either. Also, like, what if they didn't do that? What if everyone was just like, ah, they would die. They, they die. Would, they would die in some power lines, in yeah. a freak accident that would baffle scientists forever. <laughs> forever. Um, they almost hit a cactus garden, and then we get to the oh part gosh. where they're uh, careening towards like a town square, and Belgi goes, public art! And it's like yeah. a giant, pokey public art sculpture, which is, is funny. funny. One of the fireside girls goes, with our angle of descent, leaning will be ineffectual. And I was like, who's that girl? I feel like she and Belgi should be friends. Mm, yeah. 
Belshi has the best line of this episode where he goes, I knew I should not have forsaken the rigid beauty of my candy colored schedule. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Belshi right. starts <laughs> hyperventilating and the bubble starts expanding once again. Not how bubbles work. So many questions. Yeah. What? Once again, they're all breathing toxic air right now. Yeah. Phineas is like, everybody breathe like Belgi. And I was like, he's going to pass out. And but then okay. you're all going to pass out. They all do that. And it like fills the bubble up with enough air that they float away. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> we leave that baffling experience. And we're at an equally baffling outdoor concert. Uh, where Doof is apparently scheduled to sing. Yeah. Because um, there's an outdoor concert every single day in Danville. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's like, I'm up next. <laughs> he goes, after this concert, I'll be the most well-liked man in the tri-state area. <laughs> Just like, boy, what a, what a plan. <laughs> um, the curtain opens and the stage decor for this concert is just nine giant hay bales in a pile <laughs> on the stage, which yeah. did make me laugh. So Doofenshmirtz starts like playing the guitar and singing. Apparently he already knew how to play the guitar. Doesn't need an unator for that. I guess. Um, he starts singing with the voice of John Denver. Um, yeah. It's like clearly not his voice. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, kind of catchy. Okay, um, I know. I was like, listen, I don't really like country music, but yodel 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 baby I'll say this. I think, because I don't really like country music either. Or I've said that my whole life. I what I know. think is yeah. actually true is that I don't like country music that came out like post 9-11 because mm. I was listening to the 70s country playlist on Spotify oh, yeah. and it it's doesn't good. really miss a lot okay. of bangers. Well, that's fair. And I like this song. So, you know, yeah. um, the lyrics are about enslaving the tri-state area <laughs> um, and the chorus does go yodel yodel obey me. Which is honestly inspired. Um, I don't know if Piero Pelusa wrote those lines, but someone, whoever did, was a genius. Yeah. The crowd is like, wow, we love him. Let's do whatever he says. Also, everyone in this crowd is like a hillbilly stereotype. And I was like, yeah, look, it's okay to make fun of the American South. (laughs) But this feels harsh. It's a little much. Even for, you know, a group of people that... I, you can make fun of any American region, to be clear. I'm not picking just the South. I'm just saying sure, you can sure, make fun sure. of Americans. But I was like, if I was from Alabama, I would be upset about this. I would be, yeah. This is offensive. <laughs> anyway, so they're like, we love him. Let's follow him. <laughs> Whatever. Perry saws out, <laughs> saws out of his trap with his own birthday card. Yeah. And then... <laughs> what? He pulls out one of those party kazoo things <laughs> that you like blow and it like zoop like little chameleon tongues yeah, or whatever. Unrolls. Except that his is nine and a half feet long. It's so long. <laughs> I was like, what? And apparently is made of steel because he, <laughs> he blows it. Which I was first of all like, if you have a bill, can you use a kazoo? Like I don't hear me out. He could have used his he could have used his long own tongue. tongue. You're hundred percent right. His terrifying frog tongue. Um anyway, he's he maybe he is sticking his tongue into the kazoo. Into the kazoo. <laughs> okay. That's the worst thing I've ever I've ever thought of. I hate that. Anyway. Awesome. Perry uses that kazoo thing to knock the hat off of Nuvenchmertz, and then it's just like his regular, extremely grating voice. 
Yeah. Uh, and the crowd immediately turns against him in a big way. They are anti the rest of this song. They like run away. One guy's teeth shatter, which again, I was just yeah. like, boy, oh boy. Okay. He does that on purpose. He goes, I feel like breaking something and like clenches his teeth so hard they all break. And then he goes, that wasn't worth it. And I was like, no kidding. It wasn't. What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a life lesson to you kids about not doing meth. <laughs> Because that will happen to you. That will. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, they're like, we hate you now. And then one guy goes, you can't mix country and Western. These two completely different kinds of music. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, okay. that's why I was like, are they? No. They aren't. Um, whatever. Uh... Doofenshmirtz is like not as upset by this as I would be if an entire crowd of people yelled at me while I was singing to them. Oh, yeah he is also, seasoned at taking rejection so you know he keeps going so long after his hat falls off he does like if that He's was like, me i would maybe, have stopped immediately maybe it'll come back around like yeah. maybe they'll like it they don't he don't he goes that wasn't as successful as i'd hoped and then he grabs a jetpack yeah from off screen we don't know where he was storing yeah. it and i was like is that how they got here <laughs> did he carry perry across the tri-state area on a jetpack or is he coming okay. back for his car later there has to be a government alco relationship because the amount of jetpack travel happening <laughs> in Danville is so okay. high it's true. Honestly, there's no way no one would notice. Denver or Denver, Danville. <laughs> what Denver like? too. Also Denver. No, Danville has to be like the UFO hotspot in the United oh States gosh. of America slash world because yeah, we got bubbles flying around. There's an untold number of blimps just crashing oh, every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's jetpacks and like Everywhere. a million hover vehicles that every Alka agent has. Yeah, Ugh. like, yeah, it's, it's insane. Most of Doofenshmirtz's inventions involve him hovering over the tri-state yeah. area on some sort of thing. Like, if you're a commercial airline pilot, you're just like, yeah, I oh don't fly gosh. into the Danville airport. I don't fly airport. to Because um, the number of <laughs> things that you? have smashed into the windshield of my plane <laughs> are things I can't forget. Roller oh, coasters. Anyway. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> There's one Platypuses. helicopter in Danville, and like I understand yeah. why. It's because it's yeah. not safe for there to be more than that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the jetpack <laughs> uh, yeah. burns off his entire outfit and flies away yeah. without him, <laughs> which is rough. Uh, Doofenshmirtz is. is just wearing boxers that have Perry the Platypus's <laughs> face on them. <laughs> which like i kind of want but okay yeah like why are we not selling that as merch um doofenshmirtz looks up perry and he's like for your information i had these way before i met you <laughs> that is well okay somehow when he worse. looks at perry perry like does the little hands on his hips thing and he's yeah like, hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh oh boy Incredible. honestly <laughs> perfect um, Candace uh, is still just a menace to everyone in Danville. Heaven only knows how many pedestrians she has mowed down while chasing yeah. Phineas and Ferb. The death toll in this episode is high. It's high. <laughs> uh, Linda's like fully panicking. She's like, hey, could we maybe not uh, do this? Okay. 
Sorry. No. My comment is like, if I were Linda, I would be screaming way more. Like, she's panicking and like trying to tell Candace to stop. But I'm like, girl, I would be like full on like screaming bloody murder. Here's the thing. I think that maybe Linda has some life experience that makes this <laughs> not as traumatic of an experience as it might be for a layman. Right. Um, just based on other things that we know about her, I feel like maybe she yeah, has like yeah. some motorcycle racing in her past <laughs> or, you know, she and the other yeah. astrophysicists probably got up to some... <laughs> some things they got in those big machines that spin you around (laughs) whatever anyway so yeah you're right Linda probably is not freaking out as much as she should candace uh, is like oh look they're headed for the old drawbridge i was like what is this town uh doofenshmirtz's rogue rogue jetpack hits the back of their car and becomes just like a rocket booster and lifts them (laughs) fully into the air what is it attached to (laughs) it's just crammed into the bumper the drawbridge opens like it goes up very fast and with no yeah, warning. Yeah, that's not how drawbridges like, work. How drawbridges work. <laughs> There's gates. You I've can't... seen yeah. Annie, and I know <laughs> that that's not how it happens. I thought that was a railroad. Is that a whole? It's drawbridge? a railroad on a drawbridge. They climb up it. No. Did you think it was a vertical railroad? <laughs> no, but I just thought it was. I guess really? I didn't... they built this railroad on a seventy percent grade. <laughs> It takes like Maybe 17 engines to push a car up. <laughs> <laughs> they just shoot the train up into the sky. That's how they get them started. They back yeah. them up there and then they use they the just... momentum. <laughs> takes them all the way around. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay (laughs) the drawbridge opens creating a perfect ramp uh for candace and linda to fly this this episode is full of people in cars flying (laughs) off of ramps in situations where they definitely should die they would everyone died (laughs) this is the end of the show everything after this is someone's coma dream i mean i feel like that might have been true a few episodes ago (laughs) i don't know if we can really nail it down but this is the gas leak year of this this anyway candace and linda careen into space and uh they they fly into the air and are like eye level with phineas and ferb in the bubble and so Candace is like, look, mom, look. And then she's like, open your eyes. Because Linda has her hands covering her eyes, which I was like, you know what? Fair. She's like, I'm not opening yeah. my eyes until we're back yeah. on the ground. But like weirdly calm about it. Yeah. Uh, and Candace is like, ugh, fine. And then they plummet towards the earth. Um, yeah. And I assume crash in the ocean and drown. <laughs> but yeah. Phineas is like, that was Candace driving. And Ferb goes, her car control has gotten a lot better. <laughs> Candace and Linda land on the road, I guess, but they're still going 900 (laughs) miles per hour because there's still a rocket attached to the back of their car. Yeah. And they just fell 8,000 feet down from a pretty sick jump, honestly. Yeah. 
Belgi is finally relaxed. He's just laying down in the bottom of the bubble. And he's like, I feel great. Uh, yeah. Linda and Candace yeah. crash into a park uh, where in reality they would have flipped eight times and killed 19 children. Yep. But they just slide into a little parallel parking spot. Yeah. Which is fun. Uh, sure. The boys gently crash their bubble into a tree and then fall yeah. unharmed to the ground. Yeah. Sure. That's um, it. They're like, here we are. We're done. And yeah, that's the end of that episode. Yep. Bubble boys. That's all. Bubble boys. Bubble boys. <sighs> Who's ready? I'm ready. Woohoo! For bubble girls. No, just kidding. Uh, Honestly, <laughs> that's what it should have been called. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what it's called instead is Isabella and the Temple of Sat. Which, yeah. if you're not familiar, is a play on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. So, yeah. Did they reference that movie at all in this episode? I'm going to be honest. I don't even know which one that is. Well, it's the one with I the Temple of so. Doom. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think I've seen this one. Series of Tunnels. Human that could Sacrifice. Be yeah, this is every Indiana Jones movie. Rope bridge. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> it's it's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like he wears a hat in this <laughs> yeah, one. Exactly. Um, like, uh... There's probably part that takes place on top of a train. Uh, yeah. Sean Connery's mad at him. You get it. You get it. Anyway, <laughs> um, I will say this is a very Fireside Girls heavy episode. We had yeah, a lot of a lot of insight some, there. Some lore. Yeah. Yeah um this is also sorry i do we might get into this later again but i want a show that's just about the fireside girls because yeah their interpersonal dynamic is also fascinating to me like oh my gosh yeah it would be such a good show so good i also feel like you could give this like the cw treatment and it would kind of oh my gosh absolutely but yeah. we could cast, listen, Jenny Ortega listen. can play Isabella. <gasps> we can yeah. cast the rest of them. And I would still watch it, unironically. So, I would. Know. I would. Canonically, this is the first episode where every fireside girl has a speaking role. Wow. Although, Brave. Gretchen speaks the most besides Isabella. So she is second most prominent. I think that um, this episode passes the Bechdel test. Oh, Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. Also, that's probably true. The last episode, Linda and Candace talk about driving. That's true. That's true. Um, anyway, I was looking at the Phineas and Ferb wiki article for this, and at the top is this giant yellow box that says, "Isabella and the Temple of Sap" is a featured article and considered to be one of the most informative on this wiki. Wow. If you see a way to make this page updated or improved without compromising previous work, please feel free to contribute. But I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Apparently people care a lot about this episode. That's fair. It's good. It's It's one of the better ones. I remember this one pretty consistently. Yeah. Okay. So we open on Isabella Garcia Shapiro Uh sleeping in her room. I think this is the first time we see her room? Question mark? Mm, Yeah. Maybe. Uh, it's very Isabella-esque. It's got, you know, lots of pink and purple. It sure is purple, Lots of yeah. fireside paraphernalia. 
she has a sewing a little, machine on her vanity, on, just yes, ready to sew just on Just ready to go. She has a giant frame above her bed full of patches. Yeah. Like extra ones, I guess. Well, she can't possibly fit sash. them all in that sash. I don't know which yeah. ones go on her sash, but. I don't know either. She um, just has a bunch of sashes. I thought that too. <laughs> anyway, her alarm goes off. Someone, someone in the like, on the wiki said it that the alarm clock is at 10 o'clock. And I was like, there's no way Isabella gets up at 10 a.m. I mean, that's no true. Maybe she had like a but... night watch shift or something. Yeah. yeah. I anyway. will say this. What 10-year-old is setting an alarm for themselves at all during summer vacation? <laughs> during summer? Isabella is. Ferb have an alarm that go off too. You're and right. I'm like, at like why? 7 a.m. I don't know. Just Apparently these kids are. Sleep. Wake up when you wake up, you weirdo. me out. That's what Buford does. And that's why he's always like the last one there. Buford has a whole song about how much alarm clocks mean to him. When? Later on. He's like, oh, no. Van Stom always oh, sets you're right. the alarm like correctly, always on whatever time. the song is. Yeah. Jeez, these kids are weird. Okay. These kids are weird. That's Anyway, <laughs> uh, Isabella turns off her alarm. She, like, sits up, and her head is entirely encompassed by her hair. Yeah. It's a, which I guess is, crazy. like, naturally curly. I guess so. I don't understand, because what happens is she walks to her mirror shakes her whole head she gets whiplash yeah and then it her, just magically uh, is curly girl routine is questionable oh, yeah i mean she is half mexican and half jewish so i feel yeah, like, like she I probably has some kind of curly hair right but anyway. yeah i was like i don't know maybe just like that layer Later curls I shine because like, it's like straight it looks straight when she yeah it's like she shiny it straight it also magically has a bow on it maybe that was there before she just um, that on yeah yeah it does match her jammies that's true it's a wig it's <laughs> cute um yeah what i wouldn't give for that i guess yeah if i could just shake my hair around and it would look yeah, perfect it would be fine it's that giving ice princess uh um. yeah <laughs> okay every time i turn my head upside down to shake out Absolutely. my hair that i just curled i think about that scene <laughs> i there are scenes from ice princess just attached to moments of my everyday life every time Absolutely. i put cheese on something oh my yeah, gosh yes every so time i was just thinking hair, about that every time i open a stupid soda can all yeah. of them every single time yep why anytime why? anyone says zamboni just kidding <laughs> uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so, i don't know why don't that know. movie is so thoroughly it's in, in there, my though. brain but it's in it's there. in there shout out to joan cusack who oh, was in that movie yeah. for no reason <laughs> no reason oh boy anyway uh isabella then like talks to herself in the third person and then she tells pinky that it's funny when people talk to themselves in a third person she goes you should try it and he barks because he's a dog <laughs> And then yeah. she goes, I guess it's not a hard and fast rule. I was yeah. like, what is happening? Why are you dragging your own dog? Let yeah. the, the energy that everyone has in this yeah. episode are just like, they will so not weird. let an opportunity pass by to just wreck just... whoever's in the vicinity. Yeah. Insane. Um, then she goes over to her little vanity. And yeah, there's a sewing machine. And she goes... She goes, what's that? My sash calling out to me to get more patches? I was like, girl. Isabella (laughs) is a supervillain in the making. Like, she's monologuing to herself the way that Doofenshmirtz does. 
Absolutely. And also, which I get, like, she's a cartoon character and we can't just have, like, dead air while she's getting dressed or whatever. But she could be, like, humming to herself. And also, we'll get into this more, maybe. But the Fireside (laughs) Girls is just, like, one step away from being a death cult. Like, Yeah. Maybe half a step. (laughs) Maybe half a step. Maybe no steps. (laughs) That these patches have on these girls is frankly terrifying like if i was their parents i'd be like i'm worried about this there's also no adults involved at all it seems very self-motivated i think that they built their clubhouse we'll get into it but i think yeah i have thoughts about their clubhouse. sorry you keep going no it's okay but i agree and yeah we'll get into (laughs) it more with the following behavior but yeah it's like for all of them not just isabella yeah, they all have They're this all insane way level too of into it. They put those uniforms on every day. Every they day. They don't have other clothes. Like what? Like they're police officers. Like they're always exactly wearing. Like them. they have to. I think that's all they have. Like Isabella is the only one we ever see in regular clothes. The rest of them are always wearing the uniforms. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay. Isabella. Speaking of, she like just goes to put on her sash over her pajamas and like. We cut, and then she's in her clothes later. But I'm like, mm, okay. I think it's like a comfort thing. Like, she phys- I'm surprised she doesn't she sleep just in it. Needs she just, it. like, physically right? can't have it not on. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's like, come on, Pinky. And they are headed to the Fireside Girls Clubhouse. Um, yeah. Okay, cut to the Fireside Girl Clubhouse. Yeah, it, it looks homemade it's in the middle of the woods i don't really have a lot of questions or is it like in a park it seems like it i just i don't know it is kind of it is surrounded by grass and trees but it also has running water and electricity you're right (laughs) so i'm like did they do that i mean i'm sure they could they've built more complicated things than that i i feel like if they had built it it would be better also we see another clubhouse that's like downtown like in the city later on oh yeah so i feel like maybe they have a series of them like they have mm, a network this is their park clubhouses. clubhouse yeah okay that would make more sense maybe but they'll I make it nice know. so that no one goes in we'll have it's to find facade. it it's true yeah underneath that is like a bunker that's like ten thousand square feet yeah yeah but yeah i we'll just have to stay tuned for yeah. more because i have this is why we need a show we need a fireside girl show right to answer these questions yeah anyway yeah. they're in their little anyway shack they're in the clubhouse yeah it is like a little shack we get all of their names so i'm gonna match some names with descriptions perfect uh try Sorry. to keep up Can't <laughs> i recognize addison and Stacey's right? little sister and that's it okay so we start with gretchen who has the short gretchen red hair gretchen. and glasses right gretchen says the word sesqui nope she says a long word sesquipedalian sesquipedalian yeah and it just did you look it up no it's a fancy word for long <laughs> funny isn't it anyway and then <laughs> it's also Millie. a word starting with us that has more than seven letters which is on their list later i think do you remember when You're they right. do that bit yes isn't that Phineas and ferb's bit yeah yeah they've got the it's kind of like a fourth them. wall breaking bit like they yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah anyway yeah so yeah she says that and millie who has the curly brown hair and a little yellow bow and freckles. Yeah. She comes over and she goes, oh, here's your saying a word no one else in the room knows, Patch. 
And sure. she then she's like, anyone else? <laughs> why is that a patch? Listen, why are Here's any what... of these patches patch? I don't Just, know. Why is passing through a semi-permeable membrane a patch? It's not. It can't be. My theory is that this fireside girl troop went through the, what, 50, 100 yeah. patches that normal fireside girls get uh-huh. so fast. Oh, yeah. That they just, they went rogue. Like, that's why there's no adults, is they, they have to possibly be, be yeah, part a, of the real... A rogue group of fireside girls. They've gone off the... They're no longer adhering Here's the to thing. the main. I also think, though, that, like, the regular fireside girls don't know that. Because, like, later they go to, like, a Fireside Girls concert and, like, Eliza R. Fireside. And I'm like, right. I think that those people think that they're just a regular troop and maybe that adults are involved, but they're not. But they're not. It's a facade. It's true, yeah. Like, and so Isabel then they're is just, just making up patches. All of exactly. them are just making up random patches. They're just patches. making up patches. Because it's an building stuff. Because they're yeah. part of a cult. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Dark, but probably true. Very dark. Um... <laughs> Then Gretchen goes, shh, someone's coming. Get to your defense positions. And they blow up like two or three water balloons and they have these yeah. like slingshots. One thing about that. Uh-huh. Um, I have a few things about that. Okay. <laughs> Go the ahead. time to fill up the water balloons was way before the Absolutely. intruder arrives. Yeah. <laughs> Why do like, not those... have water balloons prepped? Yeah, those don't deflate, right? You should just have a bucket of water balloons. Yeah, just get a cooler, put uh-huh. some water balloons in there. I also, I maybe, maybe it's a personal thing. Can't tie a water balloon in less than five minutes? No. So like. I mean, I think they're probably running drills on that. We see them use water balloons right. a lot. So you're they're right. You're right. Actively they're pr- spreading microplastics everywhere. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, they know how to, they know how to tie a water balloon. Yeah. I also was like, sorry. No, go ahead. She like sees the person. She looks through the blinds and is like, someone's coming. And I was like, okay, yeah. did you not see that it was Isabella? Okay, I had that too. I was like, it's a clear window. Did like, you think you it was a body snatch? Out the window. <laughs> yeah. Isabella comes up to the door and like does a secret knock. And Gretchen's like, yeah. oh, main it's all good. Feature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Isabella comes impossible in. to hack. I know. I was like, awesome. Also, it's like the most basic secret knock. It takes. I know. Any no blood. password. No nothing. Nope. Nothing. Uh, Isabella comes in and is like, "What you doing?" And Holly, who is the well, I guess not. Besides, anyway, she has darker skin, black curly hair, in cute little pigtails. Yeah. Replies that they are earning patches. Isabella's like, "Oh, did you decide what patch you're going for today? Because I have a suggestion." <laughs> And Addison, Addison, brown hair, flippy bangs, red headband, so much sass, <laughs> says, uh, yeah, she's one she's of the faves. braver than any U.S. Marine. Uh, Absolutely. I think honestly, that one time Addison saved Isabella's life, and that's the only and reason And now she's Isabella, alive. yeah, can't kill her, she... regardless of what she says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Addison's like, oh, is it the let's help face and fur patch? And Isabella goes, it's actually called the help thy neighbor patch. Don't make up patch names. And I'm like, that's all you're doing. That's what? all you're Don't doing? Don't make up patch names. Also, Addison is making a very real oh, point. Yeah, absolutely she is. <laughs> Look, anyway. This show, yeah. season one of the Fireside oh, Girls show, involves a power struggle so between Addison and Isabella for control yes. of this Fireside Girls troop. 
Yeah. That I just need to see. I just, I need it. it's so important to me. I'm going to be yeah. writing Phineas and Ferb fan fiction and yeah. I can't stop that from, I don't know what to do about it. I, yeah. It's so good. Ginger, this is the last one. She's Stacy's sister, the long black hair. Mm -hmm. So in total, Millie, Gretchen, Addison, Holly, Ginger, Isabella, six of them. Ginger goes, I have 52 of those patches. And Millie goes, uh, I have 53. Because remember that one afternoon when I went back after you all left? And Isabella, <laughs> who is one second away from murdering Millie, says, I know, don't remind me exactly like that. I was like, Millie, you're on thin ice. I just like, this is... I, so like <laughs> I'm trying to think of an example of like what it's like the palace of Versailles like there's so much yeah like intrigue and just like subtle yeah <laughs> it's so funny because like this kind of is how 10 year old girls are true true but also I would watch a thousand hours of this no, I I agree. It's like so. Just like I need the to know more for yeah drama and. Oh, there's like so much plot already there, that I just right that we just leave unexplored. Yeah, I need all of their backstories. I yeah. need I need like, the start of the like the truth. Yeah, how the fire I need to girls know their daily. Yeah. Yeah, I need to know oh. how they, like how they just spend their time. Yeah. Um, and I need to know oh, that Addison is actively plotting a coup against <laughs> a coup. Isabella. Yeah. Like, Addison has to be like blackmailing her for something. Yeah, it's gotta be. There is something that Addison something. knows. Yeah. And it's that, is it, there's a seventh fireside girl that Isabella murdered, and Addison is knows buried about under it. that shack. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, it's so good. Okay. Anyway, Gretchen is like, you just want an excuse to see Phineas. And Isabel's like, oh, what I live for. And Addison goes, well, alrighty then. Let's go see what Phineas and Ferb yeah, are doing. She's like suddenly she's on like, board. I was like, what oh, is your plan, Addison? Okay, what game are you yeah, playing? What are you doing? <sighs> anyway. This is why Yellow Jackets was like the greatest show of 2022. I didn't <laughs> watch it. But I know it's either. because if you left the Fireside Girls, Ugh. who also wear yellow in the middle of the woods, they would eat each other. I don't know what happens. Absolutely. I don't either. But someone would <laughs> definitely like, die. Uh, All I'm saying is cool. there's a halfway point between this version of the Fireside Girls and that version of the Fireside Girls. And that is the sweet mm -hmm. spot that I want 10 seasons of. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Ginger goes, why don't we ever see what Baljeet is doing? <laughs> Which is, <laughs> is fair. Ginger is like really into Baljeet, which isn't something we explore again until way later. Yeah. I think is it Ginger in the B episode who's like talking yeah, to him? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um but yeah, like uh it is very cute. And her friends, while completely willing to enable Isabella to the point yeah. of risking their own lives, are so so mean, mean to Ginger. So mean. I'm just like just let her like who she likes. Exactly. Yeah, Why are we so, doing this? I know. Ugh. Millie goes, uh, we've done that before. And Holly goes, yeah, that patch wasn't worth it. I was like, you guys also suck. Everyone sucks. Yeah. Um, Isabella then goes like, oh, where'd Pinky go? Pinky, the chihuahua, yeah. 
Also, okay, just before I get into it, this is the second time we see him as an agent. You were right. I think we talked about this in a different oh, okay, episode. yeah. You were right. We saw the, like, scene in the gelatin episode where Pinky right. and Perry were in the different, they went to each other's right, lairs right, on accident. So. Okay, good to know. But we get way more Pinky in this one. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. Whole, whole uh, to start, Pinky, like, hides <laughs> behind a bush. He goes to the elevator. Yeah, which is was, in the wall so, of the shack or something else? I think the shack. I thought the shack. I don't know. There's Not no way there. the Fireside Girls don't know about that. It is. So he presses the elevator button. The doors open. The elevator, quote unquote, is filled with six other Alka agents. Yeah. Uh, a bear, a mouse, a kangaroo, an ostrich, a pig, and an alligator. Yep. With their little hats going to work. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's my theory about this elevator. Okay. Because after that, yeah, we like link up with the other story where yeah, exactly. Perry, so this Pinky is, gets yeah. in the elevator and then it opens again. And Perry, Perry gets, gets in, in the him. elevator side by side. So this elevator is just magic. Yeah. Because it somehow <laughs> travels from whatever the woods to yeah. Phidias and Ferb's house on its way to Pinky's lair, which in fact is across Perry's the street from lair. Phidias and Ferb's and Perry's lair. So it's just like a Wonka elevator that just like goes in every goes direction, in every direction, I suppose. And I guess there are just access points to it everywhere, and it everywhere. travels at the speed of light. I suppose. I don't know what the, other explanation listen, there is. That's or it's pretty like much a what I came up device. with. Like I also was thinking of the Wonka elevator because it can go like whatever direction. So I was like, right. I guess they just have a series of like elevator sh- shafts to everyone's lair i don't know i mean it, it yeah it literally has to be that or it has to be like beam me up scotty exactly teleportation technology that we just right? don't see or something i don't know yeah but also yeah. that santa for some reason has access to true <laughs> what wait okay that's a different ele- that's the chimney vader chimney i'm just saying all the elevators you're right. and slides yeah. and tubes and it's not rivers yeah. that they go on <laughs> to get to the lair yeah it's not great yeah so he meets yeah he meets perry whatever perry goes to his lair pinky gets to his lair he he exits the uh he somersaults out of yeah the elevator and just right into his chair incredible yeah we love it um (laughs) just this is the first time no i mean we've seen it before but so this is the second time we've seen pinky's lair but Uh Just as a reminder, it's like pink and purple, similar to Isabel's vibe. I do want to note it's primarily made up of tables with vases of flowers on them. Yeah. And that he has no vehicles, weapons, escape things. Nothing. Just flowers. Yeah. Nothing. Perry's lair is like full of technology. Yeah. Pinky's looks like Professor Umbridge's tea room. Like, yeah. Yeah, it has like little poofy chairs. And then there's just a bunch of empty space. It's yeah, like there's like literally eight space. tables with flowers it's on them. Three times as big as Perry's lair, but there's nothing oh, yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is the uh, R&D uh, department just like only giving stuff to Perry? Or did Perry right. like take most of that stuff from Doofenshmirtz? He's just like, it's like a school teacher <laughs> buying his own supplies for his job. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I, yeah, it's. In, it, well, we see when Pinky has stuff. He has a harpoon yeah. gun later. So I know. he's and a not jetpack. without technology. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know where he's keeping yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. His person, Wanda, 
whose last name, I don't know where we learned this, but her last name is Acronym. That makes sense. Canonically. <laughs> Wanda Acronym. Yeah. Major Monogram. Director Diphthong. Yeah. Yeah. You can't Wanda- get hired there unless you have a last name yeah. that's also something an English major would understand. Maybe they all have to change their last names. Maybe. I guess um, it would make sense if they were code names, but. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so she comes on the TV monitor screen and tells him that Professor Poofenplatz, who is Pinky's villain, is mm-hmm. looking into hairspray. She says it, she's British, so she uses a lot of different words, but that's the vibe. And I was like, you know, I guess that's the only information all of Alka works with. I know. I was like, Not cool. just major monograms. So <laughs> sending animals to harass villains, regardless of what they're doing, is just an Alka-wide policy. Yep. That's just how they're operating. Yep. Okay, which we'll get to because Professor Poofenplatz's quote-unquote plot in this is quite literally harmless it is it's the most victimous crime that you hairspray. could commit it's not the even the main a crime. victim is the ozone layer and yeah you know that's true so she's looking at a hairspray get on it pinky barks yeah. heads off cut to the fireside girls get to danville park because yep. they followed the tracker that isabella has on phineas i, don't I know. guess so um <laughs> did they check at their house first no way Maybe. to know no way to know probably uh, not anyway. you're probably correct <laughs> yeah so isabel's like what you doing phineas what happens is phineas is like oh i don't know what i'm doing i'm so wrapped up in these plans you're all yeah. i really care about and then he turns into a centaur centaur and carries his <laughs> always gets me because it's so <laughs> abrupt that i'm like i know right what's happening <laughs> exactly and then the centaur thing hits and i'm like oh right, it, oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. a dream um, i guess <laughs> so then yeah as a centaur, he carries Isabella off and he's like, can we be together forever and ever? And she goes, yeah, we can definitely do that. And then Phineas is like, excellent. We'll see you back at the field. And Isabella's like, what? What yeah. just happened? What, what happened? I blacked what? out. Yeah. <laughs> Gretchen is like, don't worry, I got it. Yeah, and what, these what, girls are the worst enablers they're so of all time. Bad. They're just like, I'm yeah, like, this is healthy and fine. Yeah what but only for phineas for Ugh, yeah no reason okay yeah so then ginger's like or sorry gretchen is like we gotta get to the maracanet tree and get our sap collecting patch like they don't already have that uh-huh yeah and ginger stacy's sister says she like puts a little patch on her sash and millie's like what is that she's like it's the i just saw a cute boy patch and she goes where and ginger points and she's like the one with the color-scoded schedule it's baljeet millie rips the patch off of ginger's sash tears it off of there it's so sad also why is i just saw a cute boy a patch why is that a patch that's so funny to me what it like has a little eye and a heart heart. on it i'm like uh incredible also savage yeah gretchen yeah just rip it right off so sad anyway then we cut to so they're all going to get the moroccan at zap we cut to professor poofenplatz's lair well her tower what building is that oh my gosh it's like the space needle if it were 17 times cooler 
Yeah, like, and like definitely evil. Like absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like a dark witch lives there, yeah, but one who's like into techno. Who's a billionaire? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, her yeah. theme song when they oh my sing gosh, it, yeah, it's the same as Stupid Verses, but it's Poof and Flats Evil is crazy, and I was like, that's the what? whole thing. I thought maybe the subtitles were wrong. They're not. I looked it no, up. That's those the real are the one. Words. What? That is problematic also like why is doofenshmirtz's evil incorporated like yeah plots is just freelancing just evil she doesn't I have guess. she seems to have the same level she... of resources yeah I if mean, not more if not more if she not seems more. like she's doing fine also there's like a big clear thing around the outside of her building and i was like is that a slide because that looks okay. fun yeah so her building is like this concrete stand that's holding up a giant glass orb yeah. with like a ring around it it's very planety yeah. it's very like cool if you took like an evil wizard scepter and turned it yes. into a building yes <laughs> and absolutely she lives inside and she lives inside which isn't that everyone's dream honestly like, yeah the light also, the natural it's like light very cool and like mid-century like all of these okay, villains yeah. have incredible interior design taste I, I don't know why i have that too i was like this is so cute i know i would live there for sure yeah anyway we so yeah we have that with her little weird jingle and then we see her brushing her hair and singing her song which yeah. is that it's important I, I don't know the melody but it's important to look your best while you're doing your very worst and by that <laughs> i mean like, evil doing your very worst she has like a oh, she's it's great so and good. i wish we had more episodes about her also i want that i've never heard a better t-shirt idea on it's the front, important to it's important great. to look your best while best you're doing, while your, doing very your very worst. On the back, and by that, <laughs> by I, that mean I mean evil. evil. <laughs> yeah, we'll add it to the merch it slaps. list. Um, it does slap. Anyway, yeah, the inside of her lair also slaps. Pinky enters her lair and is then trapped by a little rope. <laughs> yep. And because he's a chihuahua, he's like doing the shivering, shaking thing. Shaking. Yeah. And Poof and Plots is like, cut it out i don't know what she Stop says exactly shaking but yeah and she like holds him for a second and then she starts shaking it's a good bit. anyway oh, uh and then she goes on and she's like i woke up and decided to take over the world again but i can't do it unless i'm drop dead gorgeous I'm like amazing sure and explains that she ran out of her favorite hairspray and tells this backstory flashback story about it which is that she went to the store to get stiff beauty hairspray and this worker comes up to her and is like, has the most annoying voice I've ever heard. And it's like, what can I help you with? And she's like, very nicely. Poof and Blots is like, oh, can you tell me where to find Stiff Beauty hairspray? And mm -hmm. the worker's like, oh, it was discontinued as only amusement park clowns used it. Yeah. And since the park shut down, <laughs> it hurt sales. I was like, she okay. She says to this woman's face, yeah. as it turns out, only amusement yeah. park clowns used it. She After knows she has she's very clearly it. asked for a product that she yeah. uses daily. What? <laughs> I was like, girl so funny girl um anyway so then they have this back and forth because she's like it got discontinued and poof is like discontinued anyway right and then she's like 
how about I discontinue you from this dimension and like zaps her into another dimension. And I was like, yeah. listen, if someone said that amusement park clown comment to my face, honestly, I would discontinue them too. At that point, it's fine. Ugh, it's fair. Anyway, Ugh. um, so then we're back with Pinky and she's like, she finds out that the hairspray is at the old abandoned, old abandoned amusement park. Uh-huh. My favorite bit from this show. Oh, it's good. <laughs> And she plans to use her Mii-mobile to get there. Okay. This is the spider apple thing from Larry Boy. I could talk for 900 hours about the Mii-mobile. (laughs) About the Mii-mobile? It is just her giant head. Like a photorealistic head of Poof and Plots. With, yeah, eight metal spider legs. Yeah. It's 60 feet tall. It's so minimum. big. And she just drives it around the streets of Danville. Yeah. Like, is this how she's getting around? Is that how she All got the to the time? grocery store that day? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> is she just parking it places? Because Doofenshmirtz also has a giant vehicle that is his giant head. And I was like, do people just encounter this in their daily lives and not? Yeah. Like, I would like just. what? I would be having a nervous breakdown every day. No wonder everyone in Danville is so weird. They live in the most chaotic city of all time. What? What? Also, what do you think she was a professor of? (laughs) Do you think she's just calling herself that? (laughs) I mean, to be fair, Doofenshmirtz is like technically a doctor... Yeah, but he bought that doctorate for $15. Okay, so maybe she bought a doctorate for $15. A, a professorship? Um, I don't know. Maybe she I worked at like know. a cosmetology school. Maybe, yeah. But she made all the people call her professor. Listen, if I worked at a cosmetology school. No, no disrespect to cosmetology. They work hard, but if I worked there, I'd make people call me professor. It's true. She kind anyway. of gives me the vibe of like, the musical teacher from high school musical (laughs) oh my gosh just a little bit just a little bit anyway i think she did theater yeah that's pretty obvious actually that all of them did theater yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. prerequisite don't they have an evil theater later doofenshmirtz has to like get to the production oh yeah absolutely 100 percent yep awesome not poof and plots though because she keeps getting rejected from love muffin oh i know we learned that later too Um, i'm gonna guess it's because they're all misogynists but i don't know seems like it's only dudes yeah i think sorry we got off track okay the point is she's in her meme mobile the most terrifying thing i've ever seen so scary orwellian she gets in her little meme mobile deposits pinky into a trash can the yeah. Mimobile leaves. Pinky tries to get out, but he's too small. It's a little sad. <laughs> it's kind of funny. A little though. funny, though. <laughs> uh, then we cut to Gretchen, who is next to a mountain and says, according to the Fireside Burl- Girls book on dendrology, which is the study of trees, uh-huh. and then we zoom out and find out that she is being pulled up a rope, pulled up a mountain. She's her rope tied around her waist. Addison is on the other end of the rope pulling her vertically yeah, up the mountain hand over hand yeah the upper arm addison is not tied to anything <laughs> they're just, just free climbing that. this free mountain. climbing except gretchen who's being pulled yeah anyway there she says, has to be an easier way up this mountain right oh my gosh yeah what that's not how mountains work they don't go they don't just go straight up 
No, they don't. Also, we learned that there's an amusement park at the top of this mountain. And I was like, yeah. How are people getting road. up there? Yeah. There's a road. There has to be. Uh, that hippie drove that One of that the fireside girls was like, we can get our mountain climbing patch. Uh, yeah, probably. Anyway. As if they don't have a mountain climbing patch. Uh, yeah. So anyway, she says that the book states that the Moroccan nut tree, which is fake, I looked it up, grows yeah. in mountain like valley. Yeah. <laughs> mountain valley microclimates. Yeah. And I was like, mountain valley? Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Valley microclimate. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, it's like a hill valley. Sure, 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 sure. Back to the future. Uh, anyway. And then she's like, so I guess we're going in the right direction. Okay. They get to the top, and at the, at the top of this mountain is one guy. Uh, he's like, yeah. be like a hippie guru. He's like wearing a like linen white robey thing. Right. He's, he's dressed got like long Gandhi. Hair. Yeah, Jesus. he has John Lennon glasses. With, yeah, sunglasses on. <laughs> he's playing a didgeridoo. Um, yeah. He's like sitting cross-legged on a little tree stump. Isabella is like, hey, hi. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey. He just immediately starts in harassing this <laughs> stranger. Yeah, probably ready to hit her with this didgeridoo. And he's then also she's clearly like, out of his mind on oh, yeah. acid or <laughs> something. something Definitely strung out. Isabella then like harmonizes with the didgeridoo. She's like, hey, yay, yay, yay. Um, yeah. And the guru's like, oh, you just harmonize with me. Okay. Sure. Sure. I can't I guess think that's too the hard way to about a guru's this heart. Man, without it getting pretty dark <laughs> so pretty fast. Um, um, Isabella is like, can you please tell us where the Moroccan nut tree is located? Or do you know where it's located? And then he goes, indeed I do, my formidable little flower. Mm-hmm. And he like steps aside to reveal an acre of tree stumps, Lorax style. Yeah. And he's like, all of them were cut down for their hairspray. Sad, sad, sad. Anyway. I think that he cut those <laughs> trees down. And got high off the Moroccan upset. He was the CEO <laughs> of Stiff Beauty Hairspray. And when his company went out of business, he lost, he lost his mind. It. <laughs> and climbed up this mountain in his bathrobe and has been there ever since. Ever since. I subscribe to that. That's the backstory um, that I've written for this awesome, weird awesome. mountain guru. Cool. Yeah. So Isabel's like, "Oh no!" Upset. Yeah. Are there Not, any left? Oh no! A tree is extinct. She's Correct. like, "Oh no! How will we my get plan. the sap for my friend's bubble?" Yeah. So the hippie guy's like, "Don't fret, my pet. There is one sole Moroccan nut tree that exists." And it's at the old abandoned old abandoned amusement park, which is on the next hill. And they do this whole back and forth about old abandoned, which this was like old abandoned right. twice. And he's like, yes. And then he goes, step up, little sister, the key of wisdom. And he gives her a peace sign key remote. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and all the other girls are like, uh, ooh. And then he goes, poof, and disappears in a bunch of smoke. <laughs> And they're all like, he's gone. And Gretchen goes, uh, he's right over there. And the guy's like, oh, hey, little sisters, catch you on the flip side and walks somewhere else. Just out of frame, off the mountain, I guess. I guess. Off the cliff. Um, By the flip side, he meant the afterlife. Yeah, right. Cut to, we cut to Candace 
because so like yeah connected to the other episode she's like driving practicing her driving Candace is like aren't I doing great and Linda's like yeah uh watch out for those trash cans trash cans she runs into the trash cans tips them yeah, over Yeah, there's like nine trash cans just lined up on the street uh, yeah it's not safe they're like middle of road like yeah they're it's fair that she ran into them because you should put trash cans yeah exactly also they're driving in the city like yeah how city trash works i don't listen i don't anyway this is just like the male scenario okay candace runs into them freeing pinky who was in one of the trash cans pinky puts on his jetpack and flies away yep he sure does (laughs) sure does flies into he goes to poop and plots me mobile cut to isabella they get to the old abandoned old abandonment amusement park abandoned um and she goes, oh, it was actually called the Old Abandoned Amusement Park, and now it's old and abandoned. A good I mean, bit. listen, it's... would I go to an amusement park called the Old Abandoned Amusement oh, Park? Yes. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I would. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, great. okay, fan out, find the sap. And then they, like, report back. They are all in, like, going to an abandoned amusement park is kind of unsafe as it is. Yeah. It's also on a mountain, unsafe. They're yep. also like roping off of the roller coasters, like digging through uh-huh. the trash. I'm like, you guys are all gonna die. None of them do. Ginger <laughs> finds a set of clown lockers full of hairspray. We'll get back to that, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, none of them find anything. Isabella spots it herself on top of the Temple of Sap ride. Seems uh-huh. obvious. Well, whatever. You know, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's dedicated. The, the whole ride was dedicated to the stickiness of the Moroccan nut tree. The most underrated of goes, the Nesses, Mara. Yeah, Isabella goes, if their main attraction was like based on a tree or whatever, I can see why they went out of business. And I was like, you know, that's a good point. So she tells them to get their climbing gear so they can climb up to the tree because it's like at the top of this 60-story ride. And Holly just like bumps the ride like she's just like with her fist like yeah bump and she goes probably not a good idea the whole thing is structurally unsound the ride was made of dust because it like starts crumbling at a rapid rate and like half of it comes down like the side of this mountain ride and almost crushes all of them some sort of termites have just eaten yeah all of that ride it's it probably yeah, wasn't that safe bad. to begin with it's also probably absolutely. made of like asbestos that all of you guys are dead also now. true absolutely uh so yeah all the girls are like we're gonna die if we get on there isabelle's like calm down we're fireside girls and they sing their theme song which is not good but it's themey she's like we have to get this out for phineas and ferb and then <laughs> yeah the girls go yay for phineas and ferb and Ginger, like, tries to get them. She's like, yeah, Paul G. And Katie, once again, well, I guess this is Katie this time, who also was not there before. So I guess there are seven fireside girls. She's oh, blonde. Katie was just late? I guess. I just noticed that now. Anyway, okay. she snatches the I just saw a cute boy patch off of Ginger's sash that she had put back on. Rude again. Yeah. Mean. Isabel's like, the hippie didn't tell us how to get to the top. And then she clicks her little peace sign key and it unlocks the doors to a van uh at the top of a roller coaster i use roller yeah. coaster loosely it's half of a broken down <laughs> roller coaster 
It's also like okay, I like yeah. how did the hippie get it up there, and how did he get down after he got it up there? And how do they get up there? And how do they get up there? And what is their plan? They're I, all like, "Oh, perfect!" I'm like, "What? It solves the... none of your problems. That is none. not perfect. That is." So unsafe on so, so unsafe. many levels. Like, Ugh, yeah. Oh boy. So many questions. We cut to Pinky, who smashes through the side of the Memobile. Uh huh. I thought it was like steel, but whatever. Nope. Nope. Paper mache, I guess. Pinky, not strong enough to get out of a smash trash <laughs> can. Strong enough to Just... smash through the side of a car. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, Poof and Plots is like, ah, Pinky, I know just what to do with you. And a little arm comes out of the floor and starts swatting him with a newspaper. Yeah. And then Pinky takes the newspaper and throws it into Poof and Plots's mouth. A little funny. Yep. Then, yeah, gets his grappling hook, shoots it out the hole it's, at a building. It's what? a harpoon gun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's the size of Pinky. A chihuahua? Shooting a harpoon it's so is the funniest thing in the world. I don't. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> I I want to know where he got it, where he keeps it. I listen. Um, that's a question we can never answer, I suppose. Yeah. But it's sure. Yeah, sure. It is amazing. It's good. Uh, then he so yeah he shoots it at a building at like an intersection, and then the memobile like can't go anymore. Because of Perry's full or Pinky's full strength, I'm like, are you? Yeah, he's like Spider-Manning the Memobile there, like on his own. He what? weighs one and a half pounds. Like he's <laughs> so okay. small. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah. So then we go back to the park, the theme park, amusement park. Somehow, the Fireside Girls got to the top of the yeah. roller coaster. I mean, I assume they They're just at the van. climbed it. I guess. Like the railroad in Annie. <laughs> yeah. The bridge. <laughs> sure. I um, mean, they did just climb up the sheer face of a mountain like true. freehand, true, true, so true. I guess they were like, yeah, we'll get up. They probably, so the, what they did is they lined up a board on like some barrels, and then one of uh. them jumped. <laughs> they dropped a giant rock while they all flung Long up to off. the absolutely man something they know. would do they probably all have jetpacks who knows <sighs> i guess i don't know why they wouldn't um i don't know why they climbed that mountain probably... they could have just jetpacked uh, i know right just saving on fuel so isabella opens the hood of the van and there's no engine in there and she goes yeah. oh there's no engine i have so many questions about this <laughs> van like did so that many hippie drive the van is it even his i guess i'm assuming that he right? left his van there but maybe not maybe but he maybe killed the driver and else's. stole the keys maybe but someone yeah drove that up to up the... the top of a roller coaster and then took out the, took engine, the engine out or took the engine uh... out first and then helicoptered that van to the top of the roller coaster there's uh, it's the there's greatest no mystery of our time and it is there's no way to know. But. Yeah. Um, what happens next is that uh, she goes, oh, there's no engine, and looks over at the roller coaster, which is a straight drop down, and then yep. straight back up. 
And she goes, but I think that gravity will do the trick. Yeah. And then she like <laughs> just looks at it for a second and she goes, well, who's ready to get their reckless disregard for life and limb patches? <laughs> and I was like, first of all, I'm sure you already have that. I'm positive. Second of all, what? Yeah, like what? just what? the blind acceptance. No one pushes back on this at all. No. They all say in unison, aye, aye, Captain, and yeah. they get into the van. They are ready to die for uh, Isabella's crush on a mid-ten-year-old boy. Uh, like, I would be like, should we check Amazon for this sap first, maybe? What? Or something Anything. like, no. A helicopter? They have put their lives on the line. It's cult behavior. It's it is. weird. It's, it's so scary yeah. and weird. It's scary. So they get into the van, they buckle their seatbelts, and then she just goes, all right, lean. And they all lean forward and down they go. And down they go. Yeah. So uh, they go down, they shoot back up, and then in midair, Gretchen goes, so how exactly is this going to work? What? Yep. They're in what? midair. They're lot mid air. A lot of conversations happening midair that should have happened yeah. anywhere. Way else. before. On the ground. On the ground. On the roller coaster. Way before. Anytime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Isabel's like, hmm. And then orders them to take off their sashes and tells Gretchen to handle the driving, which doesn't make any sense because they're just flying through the air. Yeah, she's like, you've got the controls. Yeah. <laughs> Gretchen goes, Gretchen's how's like, that? What difference is that going to yeah. make? Yeah. Uh, Isabella ties all the sashes together and then to herself and leaps off the van, snatches the tree as the van yeah. passes over the mountain. Luckily, like by feet, they yeah. could have smashed into that whole thing. What? Nope. What? Gretchen uh, did the math, I think. She is. Uh, she knows about angles. Yeah. I'll say this for Isabella. She okay. does lead all of these girls straight to their deaths. Yeah. However, she's right at the front. You know what? She's yeah. willing to take on as you're much right, risk right. as anybody else. Absolutely. She's it's definitely personal in risk, it. And she has more emotionally invested in this sap than any of them. Sure. But sure. she is willing to go She gets for it. it. She yeah. doesn't, you know, put she's their bodies on the line for her no. without also sacrificing herself. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's she... not an excuse. It's still crazy. It's insane, yeah. Uh, so she gets, she snatches the tree and then like zooms back over into the, like up into the van in the back. Yep. Somersaults in. Millie and Katie were holding the doors. They close the doors. Gretchen, who's at the controls, goes, uh, we're gonna crash. And Isabella's like, I don't think so. Lean. <laughs> and yeah. they all lean to the driver's side to avoid crashing into a building. The okay. van avoids the building, but, but cuts... Work. No, absolutely not. I could believe it with a bubble, but with a van? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> cuts the cord of Pinky's little hook, and so the Memobile is, like, free. Mm -hmm. uh, the girls cheer. The van is careening down the road at 100 miles an hour with no uh -huh. engine. And no I engine. presume no brakes. Oh, of course uh, not. Of course not. <laughs> and no power also, steering. That's just yeah. upper body strength. 
My question is how are Phineas and Ferb not allowed to drive a car, but Isabella <laughs> can just be at the controls of this hippie van and jump okay. down a roller coaster? Whatever. Yeah, the answer is that Isabella doesn't care about yeah. the law. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah, so they are coasting down the street, killing anyone in front of them. Uh-huh. Uh, at the same time, the Mimobile rolls into the amusement park and jettisons poof and plots out of it directly into the clown lockers full of stiff beauty hairspray uh-huh. cut back to the van holly and katie are in the back they they're tapping the sap and they just stick a tap in the tree and it has a little faucet on it and it just fills up their little container i was like that's not how sap tapping works whatever <laughs> Uh, uh it does for the maraca nut tree sure does apparently it's just it's cacti- there's like water in there uh-huh. um anyway the van smashes through the stone wall of the park rude mm-hmm. skids to a stop and isabella does a somersault out of the back with the sap yeah and walks Phineas up to Phineas. does not notice the van crashing into not the park a thing doesn't Very notice anything yeah so isabella walks up and is like here's needed and he goes oh that's the last thing we needed thanks he doesn't even say that in real life we know because what he actually is just like thanks and walks away isabella imagines the rest of that sentence yeah yeah which is telling um isabella like does the whole centaur thing again gretchen wakes her up and goes phineas says thanks isabella goes thanks he really does appreciate me and gretchen goes yes yes he does gretchen is feeding a delusion gretchen is the fakest friend i've ever seen that just endangered the lives of everyone she knows absolutely yeah gretchen is delusional this is what i mean is like every single one of these fireside girls is a different kind of psychopath yeah and watching them just like in a cabin interacting with each other is yeah terrifying and also the best TV I've ever seen. Yeah, I will say, I think we all have a friend like Gretchen who just like hypes you up no matter what. Every single bad decision, they're just like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I know this is a bad decision. Why don't you? (laughs) I mean, anyways, if if I was one of these fireside girls, like maybe they used to do that and now they're (laughs) like, well, Clearly that's not going to work, so we just have to, like, feed this monster until it consumes Isabella. Yeah. Like, you know that, like, theory where you're like, we just have to, like, push late-stage capitalism as far as we possibly can until it inevitably collapses? Like, that's what they're trying to do with Isabella. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I get it. No other solution. It's really, it's fine. Uh... Cut to Poof and Plots, who gets up and sees all these 70 cans of Stiff Beauty hairspray. And she's like, oh, finally, I have my own lifetime supply of hairspray that I love. She's like, oh, wow, I'm going to use this leftover hairspray that no one else is using that otherwise would just be seeping into the groundwater of this mountain. Yeah, I'm going to use it because I like it. In fairness, quite literally no crime here. There is, yeah, absolutely zero crime. I guess Pinky doesn't really defeat her in it's this. It's true. It's just sort of cruel but fate. He tries. <laughs> he does. Anyway, he does try yeah. to stop her. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so what happens is half the temple of Saffride falls down under the clown lockers. The hairspray cans burst open. Poop and Plots is dead, but really um, she becomes... Yeah. yeah. She inhaled so many carcinogens. So many. She also, yeah. Her lungs are it's coated bad. with hairspray now. Yeah. She has, has hairspray lung lung. <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, what happens is she becomes like really stiff and she says, even though I'm stiff, I'm still beautiful. And then like a few yeah. strands of her hair spring out and she goes, curse you, picking a chihuahua. Which is so sad. It's, it is kind of rough. I'm so sad. I'm like, <laughs> Plots, you deserve that hairspray. Oh. <laughs> uh. Anyway, that's Listen, the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait till we see Poof and Plots again. I, do, I know. I do like. Uh, I do love her. All right. Well, well, well uh, this episode is over. That's, it's that's bye, a everyone. wrap. That's a wrap. Cut. Cut. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, good night.